1: Greetings, everyone, and thank you for joining us on The Voice of the Shepherd as we enter into almost the Christmas season, Archbishop. We've just got a few more days, and Christmas is here, so I thought we could just, as we get our listeners prepared for Midnight Mass and Mm. entering into a new season, the Christmas season from Advent, uh, to just get us started in this beautiful transition to celebrate the birth of Christ.
2: Yes, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, the birth of your son Jesus draws near as we remember his first coming among us as the babe of Bethlehem. Lord, we just ask you in these final days before the birth of your son to finally prepare our hearts to receive him anew. May he come to renew our faith, our love, our hope. Uh, May he fill our hearts and our homes more deeply at this time of year. And help us to carry this spirit of the Christmas season, not just now, but throughout the coming year, to never forget that his name is Emmanuel, a name which means God is with us. You are with us in Jesus. All of this we ask through the same Christ, our Lord. Amen. Holy Mary, our hope, seat of wisdom, pray for us, St. Joseph. Pray,
1: pray, pray for, for us.
2: Him. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
1: Amen. God is with us. I think that's such a great place to start because Christmas is a time of joy, but Advent is that hopefulness of something greater to come, and the hope is Jesus Christ. He came at a particular moment in time in history, and God said, I'm going to reveal. But it took a long time for God to reveal himself in the flesh. Mm-hmm. And I think that word in the flesh, we talk about the incarnation mm-hmm. of Christ mm-hmm. that we get that we get the opportunity to see Jesus face to face. That God said, I will come and see you. I'll come and show you the way. You talk about rescue. <laughs> this okay. is the rescue of Jesus Christ to come and to show the way, and as we anticipate, maybe a time of family and friends coming, maybe it's your first Christmas with somebody missing at the table. Mm -hmm. That's gonna happen for many of us. Yes, exactly. Many of us. Um, There is a hope that pierces through the darkness, and he is Christ.
2: Yes, you know, the the season of Advent, which we're rapidly drawing to a close, uh, as you said, it, the way it's described is a season of joyful expectation, a joyful expectation. It does have a penitential character to it, you know, and, and I think we, we can't lose that. It's not like Lent, though, you know, but there is a penitential character. I mean, why are we wearing violet, purple during Advent? Why is the priest wearing purple? Purple is a color of, of penitence liturgically. Uh, so there's some some penitence going on here as we try to repent of our sins as say we hear this call of St John the Baptist make ready the way mm-hmm. of the Lord you know you know John's baptism was a was a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins you know so so John the Baptist figures very prominently in the advent season calling us to conversion calling us to repentance to prepare the way of the Lord, to make straight the paths of our God, to level the mountains and fill in the valleys, to make straight a highway for our God to come. So yes, there is that sort of a penitential character, but it's not uh, of the heavy penitence that we experience during Lent. Uh, rather, it's it's more of that that, that that season of joyful expectation of the Lord's coming. So, you know, he comes to bring hope. Uh, to our lives and to our, to our world by becoming one with us. I was at a pastoral visit recently in, in one of our vicariates, and I was meeting with the religious education catechist in, in one of our parishes, and they were having a little prayer service to wrap up uh, the, the day together. And we were all asked to, on a table in front of us were all little cards with all the different names by which Christ goes, mm. you know, Son of God, Prince of Peace, you know, uh, all of the... the, the the appellations we give to Christ. And we were asked to, what, you know, what, what, which one is our favorite? What resonates most with us? And I looked across at that table and that word, Emmanuel, just jumped out at me. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. Come, a name which means, as, as I said, God with us. God is with us. And that's, you know, in the Byzantine church, uh, in, in the Byzantine liturgy, the Eastern liturgy, that's, that's their... That's their Christmas uh, antiphon that they sing, you know. Uh, Let's see if I can think how it goes. God is with us. God is with us. Understand all you nations and submit yourself and submit yourself for God is with us. God is with us. He came to be with us he came in as you said incarnate and that's you know the incarnation which we say we say in the creed now and i'm glad we corrected the the translation he was incarnate Mm -hmm. uh, by the power of the holy spirit and of the virgin mary he was incarnate incarnate means the latin means in incarnate carne latin for flesh it's in the flesh god has come in the flesh to be with us to save us, to rescue us. Remember, it's a rescue mission. Mm-hmm. It's a rescue mission. Jesus hasn't come you know, just to be a sentimental moment for us as we remember the babe in the manger at Bethlehem. That babe laying in the manger is going to one day hang on the cross for us mm-hmm. because he's come to our rescue, to rescue us from death, to rescue us from our sin, to rescue us from the enemy, the ancient enemy, the foe, the ancient foe, uh, Satan, uh, and and to, and to open for us a way to eternal life this should bring joy this should bring bring great hope to our lives because um, life can get pretty pretty dreary sometimes and can become a heavy burden for many many people. you mention you know people who are going to be experiencing this Christmas the first time without a, a dear loved one I can certainly remember that first Christmas after my father died I can remember. Even more recently, the first Christmas after my mom died, you know, she died uh, just after Christmas, actually, just a few days after Christmas, uh, uh, within a week, and so you know, and for many of us, have lost loved ones, and I know it's what's that weird thing that we priests talk about all the time. A lot of elderly, especially, seem to die around the Christmas holiday or the New Year, um, so it can become a very painful time, you know, for people at, at this time of year. Uh, But in the midst of that sadness comes the joy and the hope of resurrection and that eternal light, you know, we pray shines upon our loved ones and that they are with us. Uh, They are with us in the mystical body of Christ in in the uh, great communion of the saints.
1: And when you talk about the rescue mission, God didn't just come on his own, the Blessed Virgin Mary was chosen the Immaculate Conception, which we celebrate on the eighth of December. That He chose a perfect mother. Saint Joseph helped to protect and to guide. And and even the innkeepers, in some way, even though they turned away the the young couple, they were part of the story because Jesus wasn't to be born mm-hmm. in a nice, comfortable inn. They were going to be counted for a census. It wasn't their control.
2: Mm-hmm. So how
1: many things were kind of out of control? Yet Jesus comes to save us.
2: Yeah, you know, He comes in the midst of. of yeah, it's not a. Um, I mean, we we've kind of <laughs> sentimentalized, right, the whole story yeah. uh, uh, that we tell at Christmas. Um, you know i can still remember isn't that something that just memory flashing back in my mind of the, the charlie brown christmas special right? every year and when linus gets out on the stage you know and charlie brown's trying to figure out what is the meaning of christmas what's the true meaning of christmas you know and you know guys should probably think you know, maybe a cartoon like that wouldn't be made today sadly yeah but linus gets out there and uh, proclaims does does the proclamation of the birth of christ right. you know from the gospel and and uh, I remember, you know, and says, that's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown, you know, and it's, and it's about in the, so we kind of sentimentalize the story, but I mean, this was a rough story. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hardship. It's real hardship. You know, we think about it. Mary is with child about to give birth and, uh, you know, people are probably still wondering what happened there because mm-hmm. Joseph and Mary had not come together. Uh, remember, she returns from her visit to Elizabeth, pregnant by six by three months at that point. You know, so she's showing, and you know, whoa, wait a minute, Joseph <laughs> has been here with us. They aren't yet under in the same household. So what's going on here? So I mean, there's perhaps still some suffering in the cloud hanging over Mary. Joseph, praise God, you know, is in, is given courage and, and encouragement mm-hmm. to to take her as his wife. And now, you know, she's about to give birth. We've got the census. Joseph has to go back to his city, the city of David, Bethlehem, to be, to be counted, to be in the census. So he's got to make this terrible journey with a wife who's about to give birth. Then they get there. And you can just imagine the scene of chaos in Bethlehem, crowded, right. the streets noisy. Um, maybe, you know, people kind of whooping it up a little bit. And you know Joseph can't find even a place to lodge in in you know for his dear wife, the blessed mother, who's about to give birth, so they end up in this in the stable right in the in the where the where the cattle are, and he's he's given birth in the most humble of circumstances, you know, so this is not an idyllic setting mm-hmm. As much as we you know, sort of have our manger scenes in our house right. and we, we have warm, sentimental feelings toward it, this is tough stuff. And I think it's, just, it's really a, a powerful symbol, it's a powerful icon and reminder of how Christ, the Son of God, comes into the world. God enters into the world to rescue us, but he comes in the midst of poverty, in the midst of chaos, in the midst of great hardship he still comes that way to us mm-hmm. he still comes to us in our hardship in our suffering in our darkness uh, in our struggles in our poverty at least a poverty of spirit it's precisely there that god comes mm-hmm. you know and i think that's that's such an important message at christmas he comes to meet us where we are he comes especially though in, into that 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 Anywhere where there is suffering, anywhere there is pain, whether it be physical, emotional, um, spiritual pain, suffering, it's precisely there that the Son of God is incarnate, that he takes flesh, that he comes to us to bring us hope, to bring us light uh, in in the darkness. And I, I would hope that at Christmas time, you know, all of us who in various ways experience still darkness in our lives, and I, you know, I do. You know, okay, I'm the archbishop, fine, but I still have areas of darkness and suffering in my own life and areas of healing that, that I'm working through. Um, and I know that Jesus comes to me and meets me there, right there. He doesn't wait for me to get my act together. <laughs> uh, he doesn't wait for the perfect circumstances to enter in. I mean, he didn't wait in Bethlehem. He mm-hmm. came right there in the feed box. Yeah. Uh And so he doesn't wait for us. And that should be such a message of great hope for all of you. He doesn't wait for us to get our act together, to have the perfect place to receive him. But uh, he comes. He comes to meet us where we are and bring us hope and light. And he comes with Mary, you know. And I think, uh, you know, part of the devotion um, that some of us have adopted, I have, of the consecration. Uh, to Our, our Lady, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, according to St. Louis Marie de Montfort, to the beautiful total consecration to Mary. One of the things that those of us who have made the the uh, the consecration are reminded to do is that Holy Communion, to invite Our Lady to be there as mm-hmm. we receive Holy Communion. Mm-hmm. It's part of the devotion. It's, it's sort of like um, we're supposed to take a moment to meditate before Holy Communion because Christ is coming. Yeah. He's coming in the flesh, body, blood, soul, and divinity. He's yeah. coming to us in Holy Communion, but I am not worthy you know, I am not worthy. And so we ask Mary to give us her heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, give Mary, give me your heart. I receive you. Give me your heart so that you can receive Jesus in my soul and you can enthrone him there uh, where I am not worthy. Uh, I don't know. I just, there's just such a, a beautiful connection for me at Christmas time, especially Holy Communion at midnight mass is just like, Probably one of the most powerful holy Communion's I I have in the course of a year because we're celebrating the incarnation, the coming of Christ in the flesh. And here I am. Mm -hmm. Here he is right in front of me on the altar in my hands. The child that lay in the manger is now in my hands and I'm I'm going to receive him and we're all going to receive him.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: And what I have noticed, we've served, my husband and I, boy, every... Midnight Mass. We want to be there. We want to be there at every Christmas Mass. But people will come into the Mass. People will come into the church that we've never seen before, right. and we'll never see again. But for for some reason, people want to come to Midnight Mass. But there's something about maybe take us into a little bit of that liturgy, just to think, I'm going to experience receiving the Lord, to hear the prayers of the church, and to to, to experience the Lord incarnate at midnight in the piercing cold when he came, when he came to bring us that rescue mission, you know, in
2: in the stillness of the night, you know, in the stillness of the night, there's just something, yeah, I don't know. It's, there's something very powerful about, you know, the mass at night or the mass at midnight you know. Uh, that's always, of course, one of the big jokes among priests. What time, you know? is, what really time is midnight be? mass? You get calls at the rectory all week <laughs> before Christmas. And what time is midnight mass? <laughs> well, because a lot of parishes do it at 11 or 10. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's technically, I think it's called mass at night, uh, but, uh, you know, it's mass at midnight. Uh, we do it, of course, at the cathedral. Many parishes, thankfully, do it at, right at midnight. But, you know, for, just for example, at our cathedral, when I invite all of you who want to come, please join us because we have an hour. Uh, what we call uh, lessons and carols before midnight mass. So, there are beautiful choir who work so hard, so hard to prepare for this night. Um, and they inc- they're incredible. I'll put them up against any, any mm-hmm. church choir in the country, quite honestly. And we have this beautiful, uh, you know, some of it is, is, is choir singing, some of it is congregational singing with, with little readings and reflections to build up to the midnight mass celebration. But I'll tell you something when that opening hymn begins, the processional hymn begins after the introit, the entrance antiphon and we've usually got brass there Mm -hmm. and it cranks up and I'm processing down that aisle on Christmas midnight. Uh, Gosh, there's just such a feeling of joy in my heart and you can feel it in the hearts of everyone in that church that that God is visiting us again. And it comes again in that stillness of the night, in, in the night hours, in the darkness of the night, the light comes. The light comes to pierce the darkness. And that's the whole, that's the whole theme of, of the Midnight Mass. And I, if I'm remembering correctly, and I hope I'm not wrong in this, you know, the, the, the opening reading, first reading at Midnight Mass is that great you know, passage from you know, Isaiah, Isaiah. Uh, on the people uh, who dwelt in darkness. And a people. light has come. You know, a light has come. Uh, So the theme of light coming to pierce the darkness is really kind of the theme of the midnight mass. That's why mass at night is so powerful. Mm -hmm. Uh, And even before, you know, think about this. Even before um, we had the Saturday night vigil mass, you know, that was kind of a new innovation after the Vatican Council, second Vatican Council. We didn't have Saturday evening anticipated mass for Sunday. That was a new introduction. But we always had midnight mass. we always had mass at night for Christmas, even in the old liturgy because there's something about after when when because you know at 1201 a.m it's Christmas day yeah. uh, and and uh, but' we're, we're still in the night and remembering the birth of Christ at night uh, and remembering the shepherds keeping watch over their mm-hmm. flock and the angel appearing to them and proclaiming the birth of Christ and them rushing to the manger you know we rush to the manger we bless the manger you know that's part of the that's the ceremony is to right. bless the manger incense the manger because now we've placed the Christ child in the in the manger and uh, yeah there's just such there's just something very joy-filled and you're right you know and, and I can say that you know as I've been celebrating midnight mass at the cathedral here in, in Portland now for what this will be this be 10 will this be my 10th I don't know I think it will be. And uh, yeah, you do see a lot of Mm -hmm. faces you don't normally see. And there's something that draws people Mm -hmm. out. And I'll tell you something at the cathedral speaking, we've spoken our last program about our young people. Mm -hmm. It's amazing to me how many young adults you'll see at midnight mass. And so I, you know, I always look at those opportunities to, to try to preach a message that's going to connect with the people. I don't, Quite honestly, I don't really preach to the regulars at midnight mass or, quite honestly, at the Christmas mass or Easter mass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I preach to the people that are just there occasionally, yeah. and I try to direct a message to them to help them understand the the beauty of this night. In fact, as I was just saying earlier and reflecting with you, I, I obviously I haven't written my uh, homily yet for midnight mass, but I, I just as I was reflecting on what I was just saying at the beginning of this broadcast, I think. I think I've got some ideas about Mm -hmm. what that message should be. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: And this will be the first time we sing the Gloria. Yes. And I love, I just feel like, can I be with those shepherds? What if I saw a host of angels? I don't even know what that would, angels of the realm of glory. What would that be like? Mm -hmm. But some of the lowliest people of the time were able to see and experience a message that Christ was born, and they, res- they responded. You ta- you've talked about yep. the response. They didn't just ignore this, but they said, we've got to go see. Yes. And they went to go see Mary and Joseph and the Christ child. How amazing is that, that they responded in their poverty of You know, that's,
2: that's, that's it. And, and yeah, who, who, yeah, what would we do when, <laughs> if we saw a choir of angels? You know, and, and that's one of the things when I was saying earlier about how, how Advent is still a penitential season. Yeah. That's how we know it's a penitential season is because we, we drop the Gloria mm-hmm. all through through uh, Advent. Um, and you know, we, we, we pull it out for, you know, the Immaculate conception or whatever. (laughs) But I mean, on Sundays, normally when we would normally hear the Gloria during Mm -hmm. Advent, we don't hear the Gloria because it's, 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 it's a hymn of, of joy and praise. And we just, we temper that. We, we Mm -hmm. sort of fast from the Gloria, if Mm -hmm. you will, during Advent. But now when we hear it at midnight mass at the first mass of Christmas, it's It comes to us with a greater meaning and joy because that was the song of the angels. And you're right. Pay attention to whom the angels come. They come to the shepherds. These lowly shepherds out in, you know, they got to work tonight. They got to keep watch over the flock by night as the scripture says, right? And uh, Maybe they're dozing uh, mm-hmm. and... Uh, it's to them that God sends the message, not to Herod, mm-hmm. not to the wealthy and the elite and not to the, he didn't send them to the to the synagogue,
3: mm-hmm. to
2: the rabbis. Right. He sent them to shepherds. Uh, wow. You know, and we know what the sh- theme of shepherd is going to mean later in the life of Christ is the good shepherd. So I think, again, it's another reminder to us of, uh, who God comes to save, who He comes to rescue it's the lowly it's it's the afflicted, it's the poor uh, in spirit at least or even in materially uh, mm-hmm. so there's again it's it's just another message of great consolation to us that that God comes to meet us in in, in our in our simplicity in our humility in our poverty mm-hmm.
1: and so the question is how do I respond how will i how will I respond to this Christmas versus last Christmas? What will be different in my life and my relationship with Christ as we move into a new year? We talk about resolutions, but we talk about how will this be a different Christmas?
2: Well, yes, you know, I, I think that's always the um, the challenge is is to make these uh, celebrations um, not a one time. Mm-hmm. Mountaintop experience, so to speak, you know, kind of a, a little spiritual high. You know, um, any of us, including me, uh, coming away from midnight mass or mass of Christmas or Easter Sunday, for the, for that matter, you can't help but come away just with a heart filled, just filled with love, with peace, with joy. Uh, just you know I just say it just good feelings you know Um, you can't help that Uh, but what happens to that you know that's the real challenge what happens to that is this just meant to be a once a year sentimental emotional beautiful experience that I have or or does it change me each year does it does it transform me each year more deeply in my relationship with Jesus So that it has an impact so that, you know, we always talk about living the Christmas spirit throughout the year. Well, you can't maintain a spiritual high, so to speak, that you experience at Christmas, you know, uh, throughout the year. You can't and that's it's not meant to be that way. I mean, Christmas and the celebration of Holy Mass at Christmas, especially this Midnight Mass we're talking about, you know, it wouldn't have the impact on us if that's the way we felt every day. But it's meant to have an impact on us, but not just for this moment, but to impact us in a way that's going to change our life and transform us so that we look at, as we keep saying, we we look at everything different now. And that's that's, that's always kind of the message for me is with, with those that come to Midnight Mass or to Mass at Christmas Day too, for that matter, who just aren't usually with us is to help connect for them that this isn't meant to be just a a one-off each year, a nice experience, a tradition that we do. We dress up and go sing Christmas songs at church and and experience the Mass. It's meant to be a celebration of faith and an encounter with the Word made flesh, that God has come among us, He's entered into our world, into our lives. He wants to break into your life. Now, will you let him in mm-hmm. and uh, let him transform you? Uh, let, let's, let's, let's hope and pray that those who come to Christmas Mass this year will, will experience a great outpouring of God's grace.
1: Amen. That's a beautiful blessing to close on with that. Archbishop, would you please yes. offer your blessing? Yes,
2: and may the blessing of Almighty God through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come upon all of you and remain with you forever. Amen.
1: Amen. And thank you all for joining us on The Voice of the Shepherd for Archbishop Alexander Sample. I'm Dina Marie Hale. And until our next encounter, have a blessed week and a Merry Christmas.
0: You've been listening to The Voice of the Shepherd with Archbishop Alexander Sample a production of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon. To subscribe to this podcast and access to all of our past shows, visit moderndayradio.com. Please email your comments and questions for the show to info at archdpdx.org. Learn more about the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon online at archdpdx.org. Peace be with you.